0: You filthy animals. <laughs> How are my buddies over at the R2 Sonic Campfire doing today? Never well. Keep them warm. Keep warm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. <laughs> you guys should come. You're my good luck charm, man. I always catch fish with you guys. Is, is there room on the bus? Because I look at you guys, and the, the eight or nine of you guys impress me a lot. You know, because I first Stop ran... It. <laughs> okay. I'll agree. You know? No, go on. You
1: guys.
2: Um, I don't do advertising. You're not gonna see me on billboards or in newspapers, classifieds. Not Podcasts. that. Well, yeah, there's that because you know you guys are
1: awesome. But. Uh, <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, that's comforting to know in case I say something stupid. No, yeah, no. oh yeah. You're like you're hearing it. That's, that's kind of our thing, so don't step on our turf. Yeah, come on. Man. <laughs> oh man, I hope I, I hope I don't. What we're saying is actually new, so uh, that's why we're fumbling a little bit. But it's gonna sound amazing. And we are back.
3: You are listening to the Rutten River Pursuits podcast. Podcast and we are smack dab in the sonic campfire before we get any further sounded like a bic yeah yeah upgraded yeah. from matches how about it yeah speaking of those products we are reality outdoor radio Where our mission is to get you in the outdoors By connecting you to the people, skills, and products That you can trust You can trust them You can trust them Mm -hmm. You sure can, guys I'm Bucky Who do I have around with me around the table tonight?
1: I'm Catfish I'm Will This is Tech I'm Brad
2: Boys, you sound far away
4: Yeah Yeah, not that far
2: You're equal distance
3: Spanning the highways and the byways, <laughs> I, I guess tonight. Oh, there's
1: an oldie, yeah, oldie but goody.
3: Little throwback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going to jump right into it, guys. might as well. Both feet into the fire, <laughs> uh, if you will. Um, and and speaking of throwbacks, this isn't as far back of a throwback catfish, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a touchback. But, yeah, a, a, a kind of <laughs> few a few weeks of a boop. <laughs> As you will, boop, boop, boop. as you do will, um, but we have on tonight on the line is Mr. Mike D'Aquilante of PA Plotters, aka Mike D. Mike D.
1: Instigator.
3: Yeah, he does. Some... <laughs> Welcome to the show, Mike. How are you doing tonight?
0: I am doing good tonight. Uh, we are. Uh, you're out sitting in a... on the hill. Watching some deer. Mm-hmm.
3: Very and cool. Imagine that. Are, uh, <laughs> some plot somewhere. Yeah. Are, are they munching on some good on some good food or?
0: They are. They definitely are. Five or six of them out there, just eating away. So, what are they munching on? Back forty seed company Uncle L's fall blend. Three acres of it.
4: Wow. So good. What's a fall blend? Please, please go on. Yeah.
0: That is the turnip, radish, and kale mix for the fall. So it's growing good, but we are in dire need of rain this year.
2: That
3: was was my first I'm sure you guys are the same way. Actually, we're not right now, but it's slowly creeping down from your part of the state down to us. We're still not in a drought. Uh, I think that tropical storm, Isaias or whatever, that blew through here. Helped. Helped a ton. Dr. Sayus, mm. Yeah. and
1: they, uh, did, they didn't get much from that, though, right? Because Altoona's in a drought. Right. Oldies yeah. Right.
3: They're, they're drier in the popcorn fart up there. They're in a severe drought. That's pretty dry. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, the last good rain we had
0: was August 1st, I believe. And uh, a little over three-quarters of an inch. And that was the last food plot that I planted was that morning trying to beat that rain and uh, definitely helped But you know, it's, it's dry.
1: It's definitely dry.
3: Now, do you guys try to, to, to do any watering when you, when you do a a three acre plot like that, Mike?
0: (sighs) That I can't with that, that big of a plot. Me and my son, we did, uh, you know, one of those plastic totes in the back of my pickup, we were sucking out of a pond uh, that started getting a little bit low, so we start, went down to the creek. You're, you're not going to get – it's going to help a little bit, but you're not going to get enough. You're going to make a lot
1: of trips to get enough water on that those plots. Yeah. Be effective. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. The Back 40 C Company needs to hybrid all their plants with my hostesses in my driveway because they're <laughs> immune to drought they grow up and over my driveway They like panthers could come out from underneath them and if I, I don't have rain for two years they still grow back they're ridiculous so any of our listeners want some hostages please feel free to come cut them out of my driveway <laughs> yeah but uh, but it's amazing how there is amazing how some vegetation will take hold really well um even in a, a dry environment such as this and I think those guys do a, a damn good job at putting that together for you.
4: If we can back up a little bit, Mike, uh, we know we know you, but our yeah. listeners may not. Let's let's back up a little bit and tell us a little bit about w- what T.A. Clotters is. Who are you, and, and and what do you do? We're just um,
0: we kind of started this for fun, and it, and it and I kept telling you know Bill and Roy from the back forty seed company. The day it's not fun anymore is the day I'm done. And there's there's something about just being outside, playing in the dirt like you were a little kid and and planting something, watching it grow and watching the deer or, you know, any kind of wildlife for that fact. Just, you know, thrive off of that. And it's it's a lot of fun for me personally.
4: So you offer seed blends to the consumer to plant wherever they want to plant them? that's that would be all from the back 40 c company okay all
0: right we just you know i met those guys at, of all places the joffa show back in 2017 and um just kind of hit it off and started buying some seed from them and just became friends with them and uh, you know they have their area over in duncansville they plant and then they, they came to me and said you know hey we're kind of you know, they got to showcase their, you know, they got like seven good blends that they, you know, they really try to promote. So they need some more room. And I have 130 acres over here that we, we were planting two, three acres at a time. And like, you know, we want to try this mix. We want to try this mix. You got spots right. for this. So those guys just. You know, we got all of their mixes planted this year, plus a few other acres of mixes that aren't available.
2: Experimental. You
0: know, yeah, right. just to, uh,
4: the just to test them landless. out for a year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the hosta hybrids.
4: Mm-hmm. So you're like Vanna White of food plot, and you take the back 40, and then you display it, if you will, and show what the seed the does in your area. Right. You know, being being from Pennsylvania, we're in
0: Armstrong County, which we're an hour, a little over an hour away from them. Just trying to support the, you know, the local guys. They're just, sure. you know, they they work day jobs and they're trying to, to make this go and, you know, give them credit. It's not it's not easy
1: to compete with the big seed companies. I've been called. What they I've doing. been called a lot of things in my life. Vandal White's not one of them.
2: Yeah, yeah. don't let that stand if it bothers you
1: (laughs) I loved it, it was good I'll buy a vowel if it gets the deer on my property (laughs) But
0: we are, you know, we started
1: planting We got
0: bigger and bigger in food plots And below my place, the farmer farms all the fields It's either corn or soybeans, he rotates it every year And last year, we started getting a little bit bigger. I think we put in four or five acres of food plots last year. And when the farmer harvests, you know, and he he just lives right down the road from me, he says, whatever you're doing, just keep on doing. And he doesn't red tag it anymore. He just, so the deer up here eating all this and not damaging his crops, and it's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. when
5: When you're figuring out these blends and stuff, like, are you taking into account, like, these drought years and stuff like that? Are you planting hardy crops to – because, like, a lot of people, when they do their food plots, aren't able to water them and stuff like that. Is that something you're taking into uh, consideration whenever you make these blends?
0: That's – they do. You know, a lot of the clovers, they're, they're like, a drought-tolerant. Drought um, Your turnips and radishes, they've got such a long, long taproot. Even your alfalfa blends, their root is long. So they're down in there sucking moisture out deep in the ground, you know, versus, you know, some of your other stuff that's, you know, shallow taproot on it.
3: How about that shallow taproot pick?
4: I, I don't know
3: much about it. Oh, I thought you had personal <laughs> experience with with the shallow <laughs> taproot, bud. Sorry, right. I, I digress. It's over, it's under his head
4: blah yeah I'm looking forward
3: to hearing about it Mike <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> Mike you you mentioned like those those deeper uh, t- uh, taproot like the beets um, d- but during a, a, a drought year d- do they get big and juicy do, do they
2: draw like are they as effective I guess w- would you pl- would you plan it knowing that there's not a ton of water this year or would you plan something else?
0: I would, I would still, still plan it. You know, it's, you're, it's a gamble and you don't know what mother nature, you know, we had those big storms coming and I'd, you'd watch it on radar and it would, it's coming and it's like, okay, it's coming And then it just, as it's coming closer, it just dissipates to nothing. And it's, it's just a gamble. Like right now I'm watching seven deer eating at these turnips and radishes And, you know, will it be uh, like like you see on TV, the commercials and stuff, will it look like that this year? Probably not. But, um, you know, a deer, food plots just to to help attract deer. We have a stand right in the middle of this, so it'll help attract deer into that field. Uh, But, you know, a deer can live without food plots. Food plots just going to help attract deer and hold them closer to your property.
3: And it and it seems yeah. like they they uh, what you're planting those beets they wh- they do change and I, I, they get sweeter after the frost so they are a later season food source.
0: A- am I- that is correct. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, the, the starches and everything in the in the beets will turn to sugar and it's more sweeter. Kind of. Uh, Acorns are are better like that, also, I believe, for deer. So, deer have a sweet tooth, I take it. Well, that, you know, 90% of the, you know, those liquid mixes and stuff that you buy off the shelf, a lot of it's sugar in there.
1: Why are we, and why have we not developed the honey bun bush yet? Because I, (laughs) that would, (laughs) it would probably work.
3: But they make a sugar beet, though, and,
1: uh, I want to just, I would like to harvest some honey buns. That's what I'm saying. I don't care about deer. No. Well, if
3: we could find a tree like that, we we would we know need the yard a sweet
2: tooth?
1: I, I have a sweet tooth. I love sugar. So I get that. I, I understand why it would attract the deer in. And it's, you know, walking through the hardwoods, you know, acorns and brows and bark and whatever the case may be, come out of the, you know, the mm-hmm. buck laurel and look over and go, oh, yeah, gummy Look at orbs. that field <laughs> yeah. of luscious green yummies. It's like driving, you know. I mean, back in the day, I'm not a big fan anymore. But back in the day, it was like driving by the Golden Arches. Oh, chicken nuggets. Oh, I need that. It's easy. It's quick. Tastes good. Dollar menu. Um, so to to like a big luscious green food plot would be an attractant like that. The 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 beef pit barbecue sign. It's got a pig that lights up and neon lights.
2: <laughs> Mike, have, have you seen, uh, how many, l- let me start by asking this. How long have you been doing the food plots?
0: Well, I, I bought this property in 2006 and we started, you know, I didn't have any equipment back then. And, you know, we're using a quad and uh, a rake and a dragging a bed spring just to get the grass ripped up and, uh, anything that we had and so basically 2006 starting with you know just a small little you know something you can rake by hand and and starting from there it didn't you know just happen overnight just got a little bit bigger a little bigger a little bigger and then uh, here we are today (laughs) it it is a did you have some sorry go ahead well
2: i was gonna say it is a a crazy process and and once you start you can get addicted very addicted
0: but it's just it's just like you guys with fishing, or you know, buying fishing lures, and you know, my CFO sometimes. Uh, that's my wife. Yeah, no, I got one she, of those. Uh, yeah, sometimes, and you know, God bless her. She uh, she puts up with me, and um, we've been married twenty one years. So, you know, doing something right, I guess. Not all great years, but a lot of good ones. So she puts up with this, and uh, this is what i love to do
2: she sounds like a keeper
1: so since 2006 since you bought the property and have started this have you seen a rise in number of deer attracted to your property or just the fact that the the deer that's been in the area just congregate on your property does that that make (laughs) sense i mean how how far away does it magnetize deer from other farms or there's not a whole, you know, it keeps,
0: it helps keep the deer out of the farmer's field, which keeps him happy. Uh, you know, one thing I like to do is bring a lot of kids in. You know, my son now, he's 19, he's kind of on his own. But you bring a first timer kid in and uh, they can see, you know, versus going to the mountains and see one deer all day versus seeing 15 deer and then he's, he's like pumped and he's hooked and, if you can keep them warm, you build these box blinds, put them in there, keep them warm. You can let them play with his phone a little bit and get a shot at a deer, whether he gets one or not. And it, just the smile on their face—if they do—it it just makes it all worthwhile.
3: That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That is awesome.
0: Yeah, I haven't shot a. I haven't shot a deer. When I bought this place, I said every deer I shoot and I'm walking around your question. I'll get back to it, but every deer I shoot, I'm going to get it mounted. Every buck I shoot, it's going to be a big one. And I shot, I only shot three deer off this, this place. And I'm like, I got too many mounts. I'm no more, you know, no more I'm done. And that's why I'm kind of just being out in the woods, you know, hard day at work, stressful, and you can sit in that stand, take a deep breath and, just relax you
3: know it's just something now now mike did did you really put the kibosh on more mounts or did the cfo put the kibosh
1: (laughs) on the there's gonna (laughs) gonna be a lot of cutting stuff out of this podcast yeah let's be honest here bud (laughs)
0: honestly i i am my cfo wants a new house a bigger house so 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 you're kind of running out of room and uh, oh. More mounts Yeah I was just going to say You can put more mounts up there. <laughs> I don't think I You know Skull mounts anymore I'm kind of leaning towards
1: More and more skull mounts The last few years Yeah That's what I've been doing I, I like the European yeah. mounts Take yeah. up less
4: yep. room. So Mike Run right, us right through um, You know When do you start Planting your food plots I know you had mentioned You know Some some turnips and radishes That are for later in the year When do you put when do you start thinking about tilling the ground and getting plants planted? You know, is it March? Is it April? Is it not till June or July? Um, you know,
0: usually, like, even like right now, we're looking to see, okay, next year, what are we going to do? We're going to, you know, any annuals, any perennials, you know, we're going to mix this up any. And, you know, when we had the back 40 guys over here, we just kind of, we had a game plan, and we just, you kind of toss it out the window when you start, because it's, you just mix it up, but usually around um, May for your uh, for your spring stuff, you know, try to get it in around a uh, you know a rain's coming in. You're going to yeah. have some wet wet weather. With this whole year, you know, it's been kind of hit or miss. So usually around April, May, end of April at the earliest. And what type of seed? of seed are you planting
4: there in the first May, April, May? You know, your clovers,
0: clover-chicory mix, uh, alfalfa blends, anything like okay. that. Your, um, your sorghums, that's, a, that's right. the time you want to get it in.
4: And then later in the year, you want to get those, you know, seeds in that are going to stay throughout the winter months, right? And right, you want to get your turnips in the year.
0: Yeah, your brassica mix is around, uh, anytime like in July... If you want the bigger bulbs towards middle of July, uh, I usually, I used to plant like on the 4th of July weekend, try to get a, get some in. You'll get y- huge bulbs, uh, which that's what I like, because the deer will come through, they'll wipe out your tops, and then in the wintertime, when it's you know January, February, they're out there digging out the bulbs, yeah, the turnips, sure. radishes, beets. All right. So for somebody that's listening, is, is it too late?
4: To get anything into the ground for this year or should, should they start planning for next year?
0: You can, you can still, you're still good to get your brassicas in this time of year. Okay. You still got some time.
5: All right. In that vein, like say, like say you've got, I mean, for the people that listen, I mean, maybe they got a couple waiters acres they can hunt for, maybe a little bit more. Like say you got a real limited spot to do, to cultivate. Like mm-hmm. What would you suggest what would you suggest? Like, let's say you have not even an acre, like a half an acre, or maybe just a little, you know, 40 by 40 plot. What would be the best thing to do? Like to, to be the most efficient with your, with your food plot.
2: Brad's asking for a friend.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I like clovers, clovers, and then a clover chicory mix. You know, it's, it's easy if you got limited equipment. Um, it's easy to maintain you know you can buy you can go to a tractor supply and get some stuff to spray the grass out. Uh, you know if you're getting a lot of grasses in there, broadleaf I, stuff.
3: I, I wanted to ask you a, a question about that. How do I effectively prep that ground and clear the trash foliage for lack of a better term without <laughs> destroying the ground where I can't grow seed, germinate seed meaning not it using roundup.
0: Not using Roundup?
3: Yeah Because when you use Roundup You gotta let that That Leach out of the soil Or else It prevents that Seed germination
0: Correct? With with Roundup You're Pretty much A few days Two, three days And you're good to plant
3: Okay all right. Then I had a Complete misconception About Roundup then Thank you
0: Yeah Yeah, you, You get some of your other You know Mixes like the farmers use And then You need like a A Roundup Ready soybeans and corn—they spray some stuff on there that has a residue that will stay in the soil, and you don't want it. I would like to, you know, once I talk to my CFO, she doesn't know this yet, but I'd like to get a no-till planter and start doing some some no-till, and you get you get less weeds, you get you know some less spray. There's lots of stuff out there, even on Instagram, Facebook, just. You know, growing up, I didn't have the internet, didn't have any of that stuff to, you know. I was a city boy, you, and you didn't. Um,
3: and Al Gore hadn't
2: invented it yet.
0: <laughs> That's correct. That is correct.
2: <laughs> so. Yeah, the Roundup is, is definitely, yeah. you, you're not going to, it's going to leach out pretty quickly. And then, so you wait a week, you wait two weeks after you spray? I
0: I usually like to wait a couple. I I like to wait till it's brown, you know, till everything is pretty much dead. All the grasses are dead before you start, and at that point, you know, you're going to disk it up, or you know, just so that seed has touches the soil. So, and then
1: what you're really doing is you're bringing up
0: seeds that were laying in that in that ground. You can bring up some nasty stuff that you're going to fight, and which I did this year. Last year it started, and um, you know, like these brassica mixes. What I like about them, plant them in the fall. You, you're going to get your cool season grasses to start to grow, but you spray them off, and you get that in, and you get enough rain moisture. That they grow such a big leaf, they help shade everything out, all your you know your weeds and grasses. It helps. Hmm. Then you don't have to spray it with anything. Hmm.
4: Mm -hmm. for like the first time.
5: Again asking for a friend <laughs> for for a first time person like let's say you got that forty by forty right yep like what what's the, what are the, like four or five steps that you need to do to make a successful
0: food plot for one year number the first step you want to do is get a soil sample to see that's that's on any food plot you want to get a soil sample. And see what your pH is. It will maximize how how fast, how good that plant, whatever you're planting, will grow. You know, so it's able to take in the nutrients from the soil um, you, once you correct your pH, trying to get your pH up a little bit. So other, once you do your, your soil samples, then you want to, saying that it's a field and it's grasses and you had it mowed down, you want to go in and spray it. And then once it's dead, you want to disk it or kill it. You know, you want to get that soil, that dirt up. So that seed, once you broadcast that seed or however you get it down, uh, touches the soil. And then call the pack or, you know, run a bed spring. Uh, I've ran four wheelers over, you know, anything to pack that seed to push it onto the ground. So it's touching
4: dirt. And then rain. Well, fertilizer and then rain. So, Mike, do you have to get rid of that that dead grass, or can you let that there? Say you spray it, you wait your week or two, you you kill it. Um, You know, I always thought that you had to get rid of that grass. Can you, you know, sow that seed there on top of that dead grass and then just pack it down, and and will it grow then? Yep.
0: It'll be fine. As long as that Uh, seed touches dirt. You know, if you have any of that dead thatch on there, it's going to act... Kind of help hold the moisture in the ground a little bit more, too. So it'll yeah. help you somewhat. Right.
4: Mm. Yeah, because I, I have in my head, like, you know, a, a, a pure dirt field that's just nice and uh, you know, bet, all dirt. I, I have bet.
2: Pure. Yeah, I bet. Pick.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that because I've not planted just due to the fact that I still see weeds there. I try to get all those weeds, you know, off, and it's, it's almost impossible to, but now, you know. Now that hearing the information that you're saying, you know I'm going to not be as hesitant to to throw some some clover or some uh, you know brassica chickory out.
0: So send it. You're you're always going to have some sort of weeds, and and I don't know the exact number, but deer will eat you know some of the weeds that you don't. You want your food plot to look like a picture out of a you know magazine, and ninety percent of the time it won't. Right. You know, you're going to have some weeds, but the
1: deer might they might like that weed that's growing in that food plot. Okay. If there, are there certain kinds of plants other than, you know, chicory and s- sorghum, like natural plants that you oh, yeah. see that attract deer other than your acorns, like in fields? What are the, some of the natural weed or weeds that attracted deer from some of the stories I've heard? You know,
0: like blackberry bushes, uh um, I call them blackberries, uh, raspberry bushes, anything like that. Naturals. Um, yeah.
1: Yes. Um, what, like about honey- we- what about the honey locusts or the honeysuckle plants? They always smell sweet. I, they do smell
0: sweet and they're somewhat invasive too. I, think, I believe there's American honeysuckle and a Japanese honeysuckle. So, you know, we spent, I, I don't know how much time, I and mean, that's what we're doing still is after we get off our food plots and we go around and start fighting invasive species and it's, it's a never ending battle but you just gotta kind of slow it down a little bit. Yeah, You know, autumn olive, autumn olive is good. They like it. So do black bear but it's, it's also invasive.
2: That That's more of like a cover, right? Like a
1: bedding cover. Yes, kind of. yes. I've seen honey It'll grow plants. thick. I've seen honeysuckle plants engulf entire telephone pools. like they... There, it's it, it grows fast too. Right, you guys have
0: been up to the bearded buck. Yes, did yeah. you, take, you guys go for a tour up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that one spot he has all that autumn olive growing out there, and it's and you you need a bulldozer to get get it out. But it's he leaves it there. Certain sections he knows what he's doing. He has shooting lanes through it, and uh, that's
2: a part. It looks like Texas. Like you're, yeah. he has cinderas in Pennsylvania. Is that what it's called?
1: A sendero? Yeah. Like it. Wow. It's fancy. I like that term. I didn't know you could speak French.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's a. So, like, I mean, like you said, he has shooting lanes that go down these. I but come everything from else. El
3: Paso is, looking for a sendero. But it's thick. You,
2: you can't, yeah, you can't yeah. truly hunt it because it is so thick. So you have to cut you,
4: you,
0: you'll be sitting in your in that blind right there that he has, and' all of a sudden a deer pops out, just like Texas
1: where it's so thick it just yeah pops yeah. out of out of thin air. I wouldn't know not everybody's been able to hunt Texas will yeah.
2: <laughs> let's go
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so but that would I mean that that's how crazy I think you can get like how or rather detailed you can get with certain sections of your property if you have an invasive species like you said that you need a bulldozer use it you know what i mean like learn how to use that without breaking the
1: bank landscape you know? it yeah manscape it that's what I measurement deerscape it
3: <laughs> do you get into any like controlled burns or have you have you is that a, I was going to that earlier. I was
1: going to say, why don't you just burn the field and then dump lime on it? <laughs> Actually, I got some fields where when I bought this place, it was an old Christmas
0: tree farm. It was leased out when I bought it. I had to wait a few years. Left certain sections of Christmas trees um, you know, for thick bedding. They're, they're growing up fine. And when they cut these other big fields out, I said, they burnt them. And where they burnt whenever you would drive past, you'll see where they burnt because the crops are actually higher in that uh, that sure. section where they burnt because yeah. of the, the potash pot in the soil.
1: Yeah, I believe wow. it. There's a lot of fires back home up uh, Horseshoe Curve because of uh, the, the railroad tracks that go up and uh, the, some of the older cars would throw sparks and blah, blah, blah and catch every year there was a big brush fire up Horseshoe Curve. And that is some of the thickest, meanest country up in there that you can try to i mean you can't walk around and it It looks like altars from alaska but it's because it's been on fire a bunch of times and it's every time it grows up seems to get thicker but that's where there's always a monster buck that comes out of horseshoe curve every year you see in the Mm -hmm. you know in in the local clubs it was just looks like it's from illinois or iowa someplace and I believe the Game Commission is doing some controlled burns on, on game lands in Pennsylvania
0: now. It is starting to catch on a little bit more, but you got to – I believe there was a lot. Like if you caught your neighbor's property on fire in PA, you're responsible for that. I believe they were, they were working to change that some, but I'm not, I haven't followed up for a little bit. But I've been wanting to do a big controlled burn up here for a while, just, just afraid to. Because of that reason.
1: I'm not afraid to. I'll come up and set it on fire. (laughs) Four-wheelers and sparklers, my friend.
2: Snakes and sparklers. Only the good stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds... So, it's hard for me to talk on this one because i got so many questions. But how much time in your life do you actually spend on this, which is... More than just sitting watching the deer in you know your your garden of Eden that you've created. Um, so do, I mean, it just takes up a lot of your spring. But when you're not planting, is there other things to do? Um, you know,
0: fixing roads. You know, your the the best thing. It's like if you have a piece of property that the best thing you can do is go to your your local like NRCS and or your local forester tell them you got this certain piece of property you know this you don't know what to do with it that's exactly what I did and got a forest stewardship plan and they you know what are your goals well I, I, I kind of had goals and we planted a bunch of trees well some of them goals changed over the years you know some of the trees are good where I planted some of them we end up trying to dig them out but the best thing I could tell you was to go to one of those agencies, talk with somebody, and get a game plan. And there's so much help out there. You just gotta—they don't come to you. You got to go to them, and you got to do some digging. And uh, it, it's definitely worth it.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Especially, I mean, you know, it's not—it's not easy to manage that many acres. Um, it's. It's really, it's, not. it's really not. I mean, you think like, I, I don't, I just, I, I can't imagine. I know the obsessions that, uh, that I've had in the past and, and uh, on the different pro- pieces of property that I've been able to hunt. Um, you know, but when you, I know there's a big leap, there's a big difference between a recreational guy that does a couple scratch patches throw and grow situations to actual acreage, you know, and, and that's next level, not only in mental, um, tangents and, me- uh, not even that, but like there's a huge difference jump up in, in, in financials to sure.
1: equipment
3: equipment. Right, yeah. I mean,
2: yeah, it gets get in the ground. It gets pretty crazy. So, I mean, this is obviously, like you said, it's been a process and, and, are you uh, a, a guy that um kind of lets it happen over time or do you you force it cuz sometimes like i get i get an obsession and i just i'm sorry but i got to get that right now i got to have that that's
4: not true at all it, it's a,
0: it's a little bit of both because sometimes when you force like you said force it you know you got to you're going to do this you got to get it done you get burned out real quick and and then it's not fun anymore and then it's Um, You know you don't really want to do it So it's best Sometimes to you know Make a plan the the year prior And even like those kids That that I bring out hunting guess what they're out here I got them picking rocks I got them picking roots I make them work for them It's not just you know the first year might be free The second year guess what You're going to shoot a little bit bigger buck than last year (laughs) And you're going to come out and pick
1: rocks When it's 90 degrees Yeah,
2: That's awesome You're a plot pusher
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Give him a little taste He'll come back
3: (laughs) Yeah Yeah, but it it probably Makes that buck that they get in the fall A little little bit sweeter Just because a little bit more work Went into it for them A little satisfaction on the back end
0: there's there's nothing like it the smile on a kid's face when he shoot whether it's a doe it's a spike you know whatever it is he gets his first deer you know you're sitting with with him or his dad him and his dad you know it's it, it's just a great feeling
2: yeah that's wonderful yeah. I'm glad you do that because you know having that kind of acreage that like that takes time and a lot of effort and, and to have you know to be able to share it, it's just next level. I'm so glad to hear that this is part of your, your practice, mm-hmm. sportsman.
0: Well, and you know, you, you bring a kid out, you don't want, and it's, you know, you guys hunt a lot of uh, public land, which it, it's, it's public land, and it belongs to everybody, so you're going to go where you want, but I don't, we set these stands up, so I'm not shooting at you, you're not shooting over towards me, there's not going to be somebody walking in front of you, and
1: it just makes it a little bit more enjoyable. Right. Well, it's just this concept of it, though, is like 15 years ago. I, I didn't hear about food plots, and people didn't do food plot. When I grew up, food plots weren't a thing. You know, you, you hunted. If you're lucky, you had a farmer friend that had some corn growing, mm-hmm. and um, right. It's just it blows my mind how fast not only the technology, like the back forty seed company, and all their hard work, and, and it's crazy how fast this is becoming not just like a thing that some people might might feel like they can do but everybody can actually do it at some scale Mm -hmm. um and that 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 to me is making it the topic of it super interesting that but it's happening super fast like it's by the time i heard about people going oh i'm gonna put a food plot in behind my house i'm like what are you talking about till just now, now three years later I might be doing it myself. It's crazy how fast it goes. So, yeah.
2: and it's to Brad's point. You know, Brad's like forty. But you know, you got a forty by forty, or you got, uh, you know, a little um, what we like to call little kill plots and things like that. You know, it's just, it's a, it's a just a stop on the way to, their, you know, yeah. their their, their routes, their their natural travel routes. You know, you might have uh. Something Come in Whether it's a You know It might not be The biggest buck um, And it doesn't have to be But it might be Just a curious doe Or, or something like that That just Makes a kind of A, a pit stop You know
1: it Makes it, it a better night Right To just, watch the deer yes. Yeah
5: it, and, and Not only that like, it, like In In times like this Whenever the got trout And stuff like that It gives them Just one Extra Food source Right You Know just it helps the herd, it helps the ecology of the you know the surrounding area, eases
1: pressure, I'm sure. Yes, on them. I actually feel kind of bad for you, Mike. (laughs) Because now, now, now let me me explain. Oh, I hope Uh, you do. Yeah, so with any obsession comes uh, this brick wall that you have to kind of climb from for instance me i have a few kayaks and i'm out of space but i would like more kayaks and more stuff and i don't have any more room for stuff what happens when mike's out of acreage do you buy the i mean do you tell the the farmer next door listen dude you gotta go because i need your phone
0: (laughs) (laughs) You, you know i'm i'm getting to that age i'm in my life. It, uh, I'm I'm around round Bucky's age, so I'm a little older than you guys. So, it. My wife said a few times, "What what what am I going to do if something happens to you? I can't just sell it. You know, what are you going to do?" So, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. To be honest with you, I haven't really. I'm just living, enjoying everything that I can right now, and because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow.
2: Well. Let's do this. Right now on the podcast, we'll give her a little bit of peace of mind mm-hmm. and know where this is going. And, and we'll just R2 will will lease it and land manage land manage it for you posthumously or or, or otherwise and uh and, well, and give her a little bit of money that that you know, she can rest assured that everything that your visions will be uh, carried out yeah
0: it, it would probably it would probably be uh, she'd make more money on that because you know sometimes she'll ask me if I bought something from here <laughs> you can take this part out <laughs> I,
4: I, I spend
0: too much money sometimes I just <laughs> but like you said Catfish I got a 60 by 100 foot pool barn that is completely packed full of, you know, you buy something at an auction or somebody selling something. It's not brand, brand new. My tractor's new. uh, But you just keep – it's almost like a hoarding addiction. And then if I get into another – you get into a hobby and it's just, like, so
1: addicting and it's – I don't like new things. A lot of the stuff, my kayaks, a lot of my stuff's used – I like it already, mm-hmm. kind of rough around the edges and beat yeah. up, because I want to know if it it worked. Like, I don't want it worn out, but I want it broke in, so that I know that you know. It, it's hard to drill twenty five holes in a two thousand dollar kayak, but it's already got two seasons on the water. What the hell? So,
2: well, I mean, we'll do it if we have to. Exactly.
1: You know, <laughs>
2: that's so, not.
1: You know, just the tractor, like, but to get to the level that you're at on planting acres of food plots and owning a tractor and tillers and I'm sure pump spray you know spraying vehicles, things like that is that's something that you have to be addicted to because if you I don't know how to put it, unless you're very, very, very wealthy, you probably don't have two hunting camps or, you know, a, a house at the beach and, you know, a sixty thousand dollar bass boat. Like we I know when the weekend comes and you have some, you have some, you know, green in your pocket, where it's going to, you're looking for more stuff to make your property better. Right. Am I wrong? No, absolutely. Yeah. Right. No. And, and, you know, a lot of it, there's,
0: you know, like I said, nothing is really new. You can't, I can't afford the new stuff, but you, I, where I started from was a little sprayer on a quad. And after you make 15 trips to spray a, One acre food plot or something like that, you know. And I saw this bigger sprayer in auction. I'm like, I can spray an acre in like two and a half passes. It makes, you know, (laughs) that saves me a
1: little bit of time to start raking the road, fix the road, fix this, yeah, fix that. Brad, you there? Yes, sir. So, I have an idea. If you and Ryan get into buying a little bit of equipment that's used. And start putting in a couple little food plots. And adventure, Jimmy sees it, then he'll buy brand new equipment and start putting in <laughs> yeah, food absolutely. plots. Absolutely. And then you can go ahead and sell your equipment, and then we'll just keep Jim's equipment. Does that work? Yes. I don't know. I, plan. I,
2: we <laughs> didn't think of that sooner.
1: That's my. That's my. We should plan. be doing it right now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I just put a bid in
3: on a on a farm all just. Let you guys know that Farmall
1: does all the farming By yep. the way If nobody knows what that is It's like The Roomba robot For farming It literally till, Plant seed water And talk to your plants So they grow healthier <laughs> It's just a big giant Roomba okay. I don't What's a farmall I'm sorry Go ahead I don't just... Branded tractor farmall. Oh I got you oh, oh, I was... Like
3: an international harvester <laughs> Farmall That's not how harvester. I saw it In my head at all
1: gotcha.
3: John Deere
1: Got gotcha. you Mrs. Yeah. Ferguson, that's the one I know. Massey Ferguson. That's what I Missy Ferguson.
3: Missy Ferguson, It's her sister. Mm, yeah, right. Angel Skinner's cousin.
1: Now, let me ask one last question, Mike. I'm sorry. Um, if people were interested in learning on a weekend, would that be something that might be on the table, if, that they could come and visit and ask you questions, boots on the ground? Like see the food plots
3: during archery season.
1: Well, I didn't yeah? <laughs> 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 With GPS locked <laughs> coordinates. Did you drop head. a pin? Yeah, no, but I mean seriously, <laughs> I mean if you, if they had questions, you know, uh, I mean they they can they can obviously ask you and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, we're always a, we always like to show you know people are you know what worked and what didn't for us, and you know for somebody to come that's great you know i'm going to show you what i do you know hey this is the way we did this we've done this for you know three years now and this this works great this is the way we're going to do it
3: we do have a few more questions for you mike but but it's yeah it's what we claim to be the fast five all right okay are, are you you're, you're you're familiar with this correct
0: I I am you know, And I've said it a lot of times Driving down the road I'm like This is what I would answer This is what I would answer well, And right now I'm, I'm now, like
3: Now you're going to be On the spot bud Yeah Yeah I know And, and I know you're nervous Because you know Catfish is going to tell you If you're you know, we no answer's wrong, but you, you're afraid Catfish will tell you that your answer might be wrong.
1: I think I've been incredibly gentlemanly in this tonight. I have not picked on him one bit. I haven't given him half of any yeah. crap all night. Yes. But it's about to start, so yeah, here we go.
3: You have been a gentleman. You <laughs> passed the quota for your gentlemanly
1: <laughs> status. Well, he asked a really good question earlier in the season, so it, uh, you know, is... Why don't, you kick it off then,
3: why don't you kick it off then, catfish?
1: Mike, what's one thing you can't live with out in the outdoors? Just being outside and, and
0: I know it sounds crazy, but you know, you go back to that little kid And you used to play in the dirt and being out you know, the smells of the smell of the woods, the you know I, I don't know. It's just growing up, you know, that's all we did was play in the woods and just That's what I'm kind of, like, reverting back to, I guess. It sounds funny, but just being a kid again. Yeah, so
3: you're going to bring your Tonka truck with
0: you. Yeah. I'm playing with my bigger Tonka trucks,
1: yes. All right. My farm all. Your farm all. Yeah. It's funny that he said that, though, because on my drive up here, I drove by one of the farms, and it was overwhelming cow poop smell. And it reminds us of kids being out on Metzler's farm every time I drive by that farm. And I'm like, huh. I remember that
2: Oh Bedford County
1: Yep Smells like cow poop But It's (laughs) home
2: Mike Number two (laughs) Speaking of uh, (laughs) Keeping the fan on Keeping the fan on There
1: it is I knew it would (laughs) Come out eventually
2: (laughs) What's your favorite movie?
0: (laughs) Rambo, First Blood. Oh, oh my man. God! <laughs> You're a real man. It had to be a Field of Dreams. I, no way <laughs> no, r- my wife hates that movie. I, I am the war. 150
1: times. I am the war. They had to push. It's just one something to eat. Uh,
3: what's the one thing that you do daily, Mike, to prepare for the outdoor lifestyle? You
0: know, I'm, I'm constantly taking a ride up you know i live a quarter mile from this property so i I take a ride up and i'm looking and now i need to do this i need to do that so i'm constantly thinking riding around and it's more of a an escape from work all the stress from work but it's just riding around and and just thinking what i got to do next or what we're going to do next and when
1: we're going to do it so um it's kind of just like planning ahead yeah. a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Right. Well, you should be extremely grateful for that. I have not escaped from work, too. I walk out to my truck every couple of hours and stare at the Lincoln Cemetery. And it that's like the, the highlight of my day. Then that's the only <laughs> place I'm allowed to go is literally to stare at the cemetery. So be blessed you have a giant... Chicory field full of deer. Oasis. There was no, there was no <laughs> anger towards your happy place there. whatsoever. Uh,
2: he doesn't yeah. do that. He doesn't get jealous. He doesn't. I don't, yeah. That, that's what it was. It
1: wasn't. anger. No, but I can understand. No, your,
2: jealousy comes out as anger. Sometimes it,
1: you need a place to escape from work. That's true. And, uh, it's cool. You have such an awesome place. And,
0: you know, even now with, uh, with all the stuff going on, and, and you just got to get away. Um, you know, being self-employed, and it's 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 a tough time for a lot of people. Not just you know, a lot of small businesses, and
1: you know, it's just tough. It is. You're right. Yep. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I am blessed just to go outside and sit outside now and again. Today was nice. It's like 77 degrees, mm. starting to become. Do you see it? Getting daylight just a hair later.
2: Yeah. I mean, you feel it, You kind of feel it a little bit this week.
1: Mm. You know, the little. It was 50. It's hopeful. When I left work. Yeah, it's hopeful. Quit
2: rushing but us forward. to pumpkin spice weather. You it's know? here. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's some pumpkin
3: spice coming out and this week. And then the hand solos come out. Mm-hmm. What's that? All the girls with their boots and vests on.
1: Oh, I like that time. Of oh,
3: the vest. I do too. Boots and vests and boots and vests and boots and
1: vests. <laughs> hey, Mike, What's what's on your
0: bucket list? For here or for just on my bucket list in general? Yeah. Uh, That was one of my my questions to you guys at one point, too. Yeah. But my bucket list next year is we're going to go out west. I've always wanted to see Yellowstone, um, you know, all those states that at least one time I want to get out west and just take our time, take a two-week vacation and, and drive through Yellowstone you know, see Mount Rushmore, all those you know nice. stuff that you don't really get to see.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, it is a big That's deal. When yeah, you- you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. I, I found out firsthand that there's there's a lot of land in this countryside that is so beautiful that uh, you just have to see it. So hopefully you'll get
1: to get to knock that off your your list.
2: This land is your land.
1: You're gonna do that in October. We can babysit your food plots. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you should probably do that in October.
1: Yep, I agree. You know, I, I would I can bring you guys out and I
0: can guarantee you one thing. I would put you out this is the best stand that I have. And then you would hunt that and you wouldn't see a deer out of it that <laughs> night. I almost <laughs> I almost guarantee you that.
2: That's I don't know my, why it works that way. Yeah, that's my luck. It'll rain that day.
4: Oh yeah. 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 You gotta turn the electric off the fence.
2: Yeah well, I mean that helps too, wouldn't it if you just let the deer in when we're there.
1: I've yeah. done I've done that lots. We'll get down here. I see, there's pheasants everywhere and then we walk for 2 hours and jump one <laughs> pheasant. Yep. It happens.
2: It's worth it. it.
1: Happens.
3: But the day you don't go for
1: that walk. Yep, that's the day yep. That's yep. the day you miss the magic. I jump out from behind every tree.
2: That's when catfish kills and I don't go. Mm-hmm. Uh Brad, do you know the last question?
5: Sure, yeah. So, Mike, when are you going to come down and do my little forty by forty?
0: Just asking for a friend. <laughs> uh,
1: ten points.
0: You're you're in where Gettysburg? Uh, just south Gettysburg. You,
5: kind of west. I mean, you know, you said you want to get out west.
0: Gettysburg. Have you ever heard of or, it? we West Shore. <laughs> When I come down for my wet-waiting fishing trip, that's whenever we'll, uh, we'll yes. start on it.
2: Where are you wet-waiting? He's coming down with us. Is he? He's inviting Seth? himself like Brad invited his self. Oh, you, you did the the double invite-tondra. Invite-tondra. I, mean,
1: invite I mean, we're free Sunday morning. What's going on? Mike, we're running up on time here, man. I got to ask you, what in life makes you happy? What makes me happy? Yes, what makes you happy? I don't know. Yeah, you know, my I'm just grateful for,
0: you know, everything that I've got thus far in life. It's it's been, you know, growing up you didn't have anything. You you like I said, you played in the woods, you didn't and to have what I got and my family everyone's healthy and it's just that's what I'm That's what makes me happy Yeah That's great That's a bucky answer And it's
1: It's not the wrong answer Mm -hmm. Uh I mean when we were kids (laughs) There was when When you're a kid Such little tiny details In life Would make you happy Like When you picked a grasshopper up And he spit on you Like do you, do you yeah. remember that? He had all that little black, yep. all that little brown yep. goopy The Tobacco. Tobacco. Tobacco juice. And, uh, yep, you remember it. But when you were a kid, he's like, ah, I spit over my hand. And then you let him go and he flies and then you go catch him again. Like that was, that was childhood. And uh, I wish, yep. you know, those little tiny things in life, like building your food plot yep. that you can share with kids is, uh, they won't forget it they won't forget it so you know i'm I'm hoping that somewhere inside that makes you happy to know you're changing lives it does it makes you it makes you smile inside you know it it really does
3: hey mike before we let you go can you let everybody out there in uh podcast land uh know how they can get a hold of you how they can follow pa plotters
0: yeah on instagram we're pa plotters and on facebook it's at pa plotters
3: all right very cool you you know what else um mike do you like
0: coffee i love coffee i think i've bought three sheet stores so far <laughs> 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 that's good
1: steve, <laughs> steve sheets this thing
2: yeah yeah <laughs> yep absolutely um so our good friend Denny Vish at Duck Blind Coffee gives uh generously gives our guests um their own bag of coffee and uh I stay on the line I'd like to get your address so we can send that out to you.
0: Great, sounds great.
2: Bucky, if anybody else wants coffee, what where can they go? All you have to do is go over to duckblind.online. Very cool. And you can get grounded or whole being.
1: You guys are <laughs>
3: incredible. I prefer mine grounded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I
2: love I it. Can't. Hopefully, they'll migrate over to a better cup. What do you think? They better.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Bucky, how can they find us? Hey, they can find us, uh,
3: uh, of course, out there uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Rutten River Pursuits, and uh, on YouTube at Rutten River Pursuits Podcast, and Podcast. of course on the <sighs> world. On the World Wide Web's at RuttenRiverPursuits.com. Oh, dot and you can download this po- this episode and most of our episodes on most podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Very
2: cool, iHeart the radios. Uh, th- th-
3: Hi,
4: Spotify. done Spotify. They're
1: spectacular. Spotify.
2: <laughs> awesome. Well, guys. This has been a really cool episode. I, I just, I do have that a little bit. I have that, that bug, not to the level of Mike, but it was, but it is, when you can actually harvest something off of a, a little food plot mm-hmm. or the work that you put in over the summer and when it pays off, it's like, it is next level. So, so I'm looking forward to. Well,
3: now that I know how yeah. to kill the weeds, I can actually start to. Food plot.
2: Get her done. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, would, it would worry me to do all that work. Like a 40 by 40 under my tree stand, near my tree stand. And I would look down and just, it'd be like a raccoon rave going on. I'm going to, so we should do it too. We should start our own little, you know, small. We're going to start out small, like the size of a driveway. Yeah. Call it, you know, Food Plot or Us. Yeah. Because <laughs> toy, Toys Are Us is gone now, so they can't get us. But it does sound fun to do small stuff just to learn, and i yeah. would be interested in learning. So things. yeah No, you'll like, love it. Yeah. Very and before cool. you know you'll have a tractor and a cultivator. Can't wait. I have I, – I, I know some guys. Be like, I'm borrowing a tractor. No, you're not. Well, sorry, I already did it. I already took it. It's well, last night while you were sleeping, let's go flat tire. Cool. All right, guys. All right. Great episodes. Yep. Take it
2: easy. Lot. Rig and weedless. Peace.
4: All right, get outdoors. Bye bye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so deer have a sweet tooth, I'd take it. Well that you know, ninety percent of
0: the you know, those liquid mixes and stuff that you buy off the shelf, a lot of it's sugar
1: in there. Yeah. I, why are we a, and why have we not developed the honey bun bush yet because I, <laughs> that would, it would probably work
0: i, I believe there was a lot like if you caught your neighbor's property on fire in pa you're responsible for that i believe they were they were working to change that some but I'm not. I haven't followed up for a little bit, but I've been wanting to do a big control burn up here for a while. Just, just afraid to, because of that reason.
1: I'm not afraid to. I'll come up and set it on
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> If people were interested in learning on a weekend would that be something that might be on the table if that they could come and visit and ask you questions, boots on the ground, like see the food plots
3: during archery season?
1: Well, I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) 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 With GPS locked (laughs) coordinates. Can you drop a pin? Yeah.
2: Uh, Brad, do you know the last question?
4: Sure.
5: Yeah. So, Mike, when are you going to come down and do my little 40
4: by 40? (laughs) 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 Um, Just asking for a friend.
1: It would worry me to do all that work. And then I would look down and just, there'd be like a raccoon rave going on.